Hey, this is Nikki Rapp, the voice of Lily from Telltale's The Walking Dead. And you're listening to Entertainment Talks, The Walking Dead UK podcast. Welcome to the Walking Dead UK podcast. It's Entertainment Talks podcast for the Walking Dead World Beyond on AMC and Amazon. I'm your host Matthew. Joining me today, my co-host is David. How's it going? Uh, tired, but I'm here. So <laughs> <laughs> cool. Hey, you just got back from your your trip, didn't you? Very yes, sort of, yes. Yeah. I I've been in Los Angeles for like two weeks. Um, I, I got back on thursday and my sleep patterns still haven't quite sorted themselves out yet so i'm sort of a bit all over the place but yes right right uh this isn't for an episode this is for the walking dead world beyond uh series wrap up it's finished uh, the two seasons 10 episodes each 20 in total uh, which we knew from the beginning um i did see some funny articles come out about like oh this is why the show's ending it's like yeah we don't need to read that we already knew two years ago why the show is, <laughs> yeah is, i saw some ending. of those so, yeah yeah so um yeah walking dead will be on series wrap up again it's strange to be doing this one before the main show but that's just how it worked out so here, there we go I uh, got a bunch of notes to get into, different characters and just other bits and pieces as well because we don't have a recap because there's not another episode. Uh, but let's start off with the just the general thoughts and feelings. How are we feeling? That's what I've got written down. Uh, I'll let you go first, David. So it's been just over a week since we did both the uh, finale episode and the episode itself. Uh, how are you feeling about the show? Have you been thinking about it much or how, how, what uh, impact has it sort of left? Um, I, yeah, I mean, I enjoyed it. I, I think it was a nice little addition to the uh, Walking Dead universe. I, I do like the fact that they decided that they were going to do this as a two season show and they pre-announced that and said this is what it's going to be. And I I kind of appreciate them setting it up like that because, you know, it, it gives the impression that they knew where they were going with it, which they seem to, you know, they, they it's it done it's put in there to do a specific job. Um, and I think it does that pretty well. I, I, one, of, one of the really interesting things is most of the coverage when you look now, uh, it is the coda at the end of it. I mean, that's the thing that's thrown up the biggest discussion, I think more than anything else is the, the little bit at the end set in the French lab. <laughs> the, cause, cause that, that, potentially is like a monumental shift for the uh, for the walking dead um so i mean the main show i really enjoyed and i do wonder where we're going to see some of these characters again although i know some of the actors have gone off and they've already got other roles and things so i don't think we're necessarily going to see anybody like immediately but yeah the post credit scene is, is the thing that most people seem to be talking about more than anything else hmm yeah i did see another article come out uh in relation to that that said that the walking dead should have saved that post credit scene for the end of the main series um i kind of get mm-hmm. why whoever it was that wrote that thought that 
but then that wouldn't quite add up to what this show was trying to do because this show was specifically going for those things like about the the cure and the virus focused kind of story whereas the walking yeah. dead ditched that after the first season so um and who knows may- maybe um with that last scene that's setting up something particularly for the main show anyway it because is. we st- we still have 16 episodes so um yeah, because then even after the main show finished, you've only really got the Rick films and and Fear left that can do things with that really, apart from maybe the the Tales show that that's coming out. That is next year, isn't it? Yeah, the yeah, twenty twenty two. Gimbal Gimbal has said that um it, it is the the that coda is another big story that will feature in the rest of the Walking Dead, um you know he but whether that comes up in there i mean as you say it could be something that they now feed into the main show and then that also leads off into something sort of you know beyond when the main show is finished um so and the tale it, it was definitely setting something up it wasn't just a, oh here's a little bit of fun it it is setting stuff up moving for moving forward mm-hmm. um but yeah, and I can sort of see the logic behind, yes, that maybe should have gone at the end of the main show. But as you say, th- there are still 16 episodes left and it may be something that they need to tie into, you know, to those 16 episodes moving forward. So it may be that it needed to be before then. Um, but it, it would have been an interesting thing to sort of add on to the end of the main show as well. So I do sort of get that. Yeah, um, yeah. so... But yeah, it's it's interesting because the the main show still got a fairly decent chunk of its comic story to catch up with. It depends how that lines up. But then also, if you want to attach something to this, I mean, sixteen episodes is still an awful lot of television anyway. So yeah, you can still you can still do quite a lot. Plus, you don't have to do too many major things with this until like the last episode. So you've still got a lot of time left with it. But uh, no, I'm I'm feeling good about the show. I I really really liked it overall. Um, I've got a little note later as like comparing it to the other seasons and the other shows. Uh, we'll, we'll get to that a bit later. Uh, and I won't forget it cause it's, I'm just going to go one by one in my notes. So I won't really miss anything. Uh, but now I'm feeling very good about it. I, um, I mean the next thing I got written down is was the show underappreciated? Um, just me like personally, I feel like it kind of was, I don't think some people are really quite getting the. Um, I don't know if groundbreaking is the right word to use, but the, the, just the fact that we had a scene outside of America and we had a scene that involved like uh, people talking French, like that's something very different to what we've had before in the in the whole show. Because mo- most of the the main show has just been getting the characters surviving, going up against enemies, and adapting the comic books with a few new things here and there, like obviously certain characters. But after The Walking Dead's first season where they did that CDC storyline, they ditched that entire conversation, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just funny that um, as some people started to drop off the show over the years, which was going to happen by default anyway, because um, people just, you know, change what they watch and, and those kind of things. Um, some of the discussion I heard around that was like, oh, The Walking Dead never... It, I was more interested in, like, the, the the virus, what was going on with that, and this show actually did that. Um, I suppose one of the... Not really one of the things that gets the shows, this show underappreciated, but 
Um, I do feel like uh, because some people did want that like uh, cure virus uh, story, you've also got sort of to some people, not to me, but to some people, something weighing down the show, which is this whole YA aspect. Mm-hmm. Um, which might which leans into more of what you were saying about um, you know some people weren't really interested in these characters specifically because they were YA characters and some people find those annoying because uh, you can get certain like CW ish sappy sort of you know storylines yeah. and shirtless characters and not that there's anything wrong with that but that 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 kind of story which we we talked about in some of the Percy scenes and that sort of thing and I feel like. Um, It'd be interesting to see if there's, there's probably is or something like if there's clips of just that last scene and how much more discussion is going into that than the actual, you know, main episodes as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but it wasn't just that scene either. It was the fact that we'd had um, a cure or a virus storyline building up throughout more so for the second season, wasn't it? Not not really in the first season. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, how those how those two sort of things were fighting each other. Like you got this one side of the audience that doesn't really like the YA stuff, but wants the other thing, which is like a the virus story. And then the other side of the audience that kind of wants both, but then they're like attached to the same thing. Um, mm-hmm. how, how do you how do you kind of uh, feel feel about that? Yeah, and I mean the the YA stuff actually, I think was handled pretty well you know it wasn't done in a um in a cwe sort of way you know they didn't although they're younger characters it it wasn't as annoying as some of the the sort of you know the like you say you know shirts off at every opportunity like riverdale or you know it wasn't handled in that sort of way and it wasn't all about the relationships between these young characters it it was more a case of um characters but it wasn't really a YA drama it was just it was more just a walking dead drama that happened to have young leads I think Mm. um sort of in the same way that if you watch the Alex Ryder series the Amazon Alex Ryder series that is very much a decent spy thriller that just happens to have a teen lead Mm. you know um it it sits slightly more in that vein of of them. Yes, they are younger characters, but it's not really a YA series. Um, Although that's how it was sort of touted in the first place. Um, So there's, there's sort of that side of things. And then, yeah, the, it's nice. They got more into the virus stuff and, I mean, as I said, a lot of people are talking about like the, the scene at the end, you know, the post credit scene, which, really doesn't bear a huge amount of direct relation to the rest of the plot of the show, although they have been looking at the virus in more detail in the second season of this. Yeah. Um, that w- What's sort of interesting about that is, I mean, Kirkman himself had actually said that he thought, you know, he did an interview back in 2014 um, where he said, yeah, you know, the in the first season I probably if I was doing it again, I wouldn't have done that CDC stuff because in the comic books, he always avoided giving any explanation to why the virus happened. Um, and that CDC stuff in the first season of the main show always w- was a bit too much, too kind of definitive, 
you know, and he he always stepped away from that when he was writing the comic book and he sort of felt that maybe that was a bit of a misstep in the first season. Uh, so it's nice that they've sort of now come back round to that and picked that up from the first season of the main show and found a way of addressing that and using it to propel things forward for the future of the sort of Walking Dead universe. I think he's, he's quite interesting and quite clever. Um, that they've gone all the way back to the start almost and like, you know, picked up something and used it to push things in a really interesting, different way. Uh, because there was, you know, there's the line about the sort of, you know, the, the fact that you've yeah, got these French characters and that sort of ties back to something that he said in at the end of that first season. So, mm. you know, it's, yeah, it, it it's, it's really interesting what they did with that post-credit scene, uh, you know, but I don't want it sort of, I, you know, I don't want it all to be based on that post-credit scene because that's unfair to, like, the two seasons of the actual show as yeah, well. Yeah, with the characters and everything <laughs> yeah. else. Yeah. Yeah. So, but no, it's not really handled in the sort of CW way where people are tweeting more about who they ship as opposed to what's happening in the story. Yes. Um, and if you want to do that, that's, that's perfectly fine. Like yeah, no, I mean, those, you know, those, or, those, or whatever. Um, yeah, those, those CW shows have a format and have a purpose. And, you know, they're designed with young, pretty people in mind that uh, are characters that you ship together. And, you know, pretty much every episode, somebody will lose a shirt. You know, <laughs> uh, that's that's just the way it is. That's, that's what they're there for. And that's absolutely fine. I mean, people enjoy those shows why not um but that's that's not what this was and i think it was sort of billed as that and maybe it shouldn't have been you know mm, yeah so uh but yeah in in general do you think the show was underappreciated I, yeah i think possibly um yeah you know it wasn't necessarily talked about quite as much as some of the others um but it's always difficult to tell with the Walking Dead stuff because I, I think there is so many people that hate on the Walking Dead at this point, uh, as much as people also seem to love it. So mm-hmm. it's it's a sort of there is a very interesting mix because it did have this massive, massive, massive audience at one stage, you know, which peaked around the time that they introduced Negan, and uh, it is dramatically short, smaller in terms of the live viewing numbers now, although as we have said before, they've got the AMC plus app, which has got a lot of the walking dead people on it. And we don't know, um, you know, a lot of walking dead fans watch via that in the U S and we don't know what the numbers are for that. So, um, so yeah, I think people just like hating on the walking dead as well as, Mm. so there is a certain amount of that. So it's very difficult when you're looking online to see what the overall reaction is you're gonna have kind of mixed but um yeah i think people like you say didn't necessarily quite get what the show was going for and i think it did its job very well yeah 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 i think those are two kind of key points is um i think like i said when we finished the series finale and the sentiment that i was seeing online was what was the purpose of the show and i'm sort of like did you watch the virus storyline and the France scene and everything else that was set up? Um, but I, I, I don't know. Um, 
But yeah, it's it's also one of the things as well where some people, you know, if something's popular, it's cool to try to hate it, like with the MCU or something like that. Um, so yeah. when something gets popular, it's like, no, this thing isn't as good as what you think it is. It's just popular. Uh, you know, there's a there's a certain group of people that like to 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 do those kind of things. So it could be that element as well. Um, but no, I just I just think that some people may have kind of just missed what it was about, maybe. Um, or or it could be that human problem where some people were looking at their phones. So <laughs> it could it could have been that <laughs> well, as well, yes. I guess. Yeah. So. Um, so there, I mean, even I could admit that there's not, not during this show, but there's certain shows that I watch, not necessarily ones that I podcast on where I'm sort of like, Oh, I'll, I'll put a few tweets out about some, some podcasts or something. And then something really serious will happen. And then, and then I sort of look up, uh, for, for certain shows. Um, so we we can all be kind of guilty of that at, uh, at some points. So yeah. Yeah. Um, alright, uh, let's talk about, so I've got these next two things, they're kind of linked, to, well they are linked I suppose, New Zombies and, uh, France. Um, so I'm arguably more of like the zombie person, the person that like, seeks out that kind of content and really has, has grown to enjoy it in what, the last three to five years, but specifically the last sort of two years I suppose, I've really kind of like, uh, gotten a particular liking for that content, for for different reasons as well. Um, if you want to know about some of that stuff, uh, you can check out a podcast I did called Why I Love Zombies slash Post-Apocalyptic Stories. Uh, I'll try to put the link to that in the uh, in the show notes if I remember to. Just if you want more of my sort of like, you know, background on, on zombie content. Um, but that's something that you have said that you're not quite so like there for. Um, what do you think uh, about the show having... or? In some area of The Walking Dead, we don't know where this is going to land specifically. Uh, having like new zombies, because this woman at the end seemed to be what a bit more aggressive, a bit faster. Uh, so, how do you think that could work, and how do you feel about that? Um, I it's it's an interesting addition. Um, I mean, obviously, this goes outside the books but you know the the whole of world beyond was outside the books fear is outside of the books you know the only mm-hmm. thing that is really being following the books is the main walking dead show mm. um even daryl is out of the books so well yeah, yeah. i mean there yeah. are characters on on the main show which are are you know were entirely inventions for the tv show like you say like daryl and daryl's one of the most popular things on the walking dead you know love it or hate it that he is mm. um so yeah, I mean, I I think you get to a point with this that maybe you want to have more tools in your toolbox than what they currently had. So I think this was a really clever way of introducing the these potentially slightly sort of different variant of zombies by tying it back in to something that was in the very very first season of the main walking dead show so i i think that was quite a clever way of constructing that you know um as to where they show up or how they show up you know we i mean we we know this scene was in france in this post-credit scene um and presumably zombies can't kind of get across the sea unless there happened to be a bunch of them on a ship when it was, you know, from France or something. Um, and maybe mm. that's how it got across. But we also know there was a team that was in America that were working on this. 
um, that that were or were, were involved in these groups. So, um, whether that's you know, whether they come from whatever this group was, I can't remember where they said they were, but it was somewhere in America. Um, so. I, yeah, I, I'm sort of intrigued to see what they do with that. I mean, they are going to do something with it because Gimbal has said they're doing something with it. It is part of a bigger story, so um, they're, they're sort of um, you know, and they've said about that Walker is they're not particularly super strong, but they are different, and things might be different in different corners of the world. So, I mean, I they've not specifically said that they're going to show other parts of the world but this sort of gives the impression that maybe we are going to get possibly in the tale series some one-off episodes of you know what it's like in france maybe we'll get an entire episode in french maybe we'll get you know one set in the uk maybe they will i mean you know you could you could arguably do a sort of walking dead international series where you know it's it's a sort of one-off thing with episodes set in different countries possibly would be an interesting way of doing it and maybe mm-hmm. you flip backwards and forwards between different countries you know um because i think you said the invasion series that was on apple sort of does that with an alien invasion but none of none of the people are actually sort of supposed to meet they're, they're basically you're following different groups in different countries mm-hmm. yeah the idea is basically that they're all it's really interesting because they're all kind of going through the same event which is an alien invasion and all the aliens that each of them meet are the same type because obviously aliens can you know you know the big uh they can kind of invade lots of different places in the way that like a zombie can't but the mm-hmm. idea of it is that you get different perspectives, different backgrounds from different because, like, some of them are from. I think one of them's from uh, like an Asian country. One of them's from London. One of them is like a group of soldiers out in the desert. Uh, one of them is this sheriff that's uh, in this kind of like farm-ish sort of. It ends up in like a kind of cornfield, and then you get like uh, these young young teenagers-ish. Uh, that kind of are in are in the UK. So you get, I think it's five different characters of, or five different like groups of characters. Some of them are groups, some of them are individuals, and uh, you get to see like different uh, invasions in different countries, basically. Um, and none, none at the start, at least, uh, none of the characters have sort of anything to do with each other, and there's no reason for them to because they're all, of course, they don't know anything about each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, it does a really good job with uh, with telling that story. So you could do a similar thing there with uh, with the Tales series as well. Um, I don't know if I'm ever really because the next obviously no, like I said, is is France. I don't really. It's hard to tell with AMC if they want to do another like a full season in a different country if they want to actually try and do that. I I don't I don't know. I I mean um, and, yeah, unless you're from from a from a purely AMC production point of view, doing the entire season in French, which is presumably what you'd have to do if you're going to set the whole thing in France. Yeah, I mean, subtitle you could do it, it all. Yeah. You, 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 subtitle it all. 
unless you're going to have them do it in English and have them put on accents, which, I mean, you could do it that way, but um, that that would seem a bit weird when you've sort of introduced it with them speaking in French. Um, hmm. do, I, I don't necessarily see them doing an entire season in that unless they're partnering with a French company to take it. Um, you know, I mean, you could... You could do it. I mean, I don't know what AMC's footprint is like in in France. Um, you know, Canal's one of the big uh, French companies. And I mean, maybe you could do it as a co-production with them and have it go out as a sort of French language series and run on AMC as well. But I, I can't see them necessarily trying to do an entire French language series themselves. Mm. Um, but I could see them doing, like I say, if they did like an international show um or did certain episodes of tales you could do an episode of tales where the entire thing is in french with subtitles uh you know just as you could do it in germany you could do it in china or you could do it in um you know all the uk obviously which would be in english but um i mean it would be interesting to see that uh i'm just not entirely sure that amc or the people behind don't really want to dedicate the entire thing to a specific to to French language when you're an American production company. Mm. Um, purely from a, I mean, you know, regardless of the creative side of things, purely from a monetary point of view, I'm not sure whether that financially makes sense. And we know how AMC loves their money, so I, it's difficult to tell, really. Um, yeah, and there would so there would be there would be some people that would genuinely just not watch it because it's foreign language i know yeah. lots of, i know a few people that are unfortunately like that um they'll just like there's a few people i know that just outright didn't want to watch squid game because it was foreign language and it's like okay you've just missed out on an entire series because of the language it's spoken in mm-hmm. um or things like uh remember that film parasite that won an oscar as well or was it an oscar Something like that. Uh, um, yes, yeah. I and some people are like, no, I'm not, no, I'm not watching it. It's, it's subtitled. I, I, I don't want it, sort of thing. Yeah. And it's, 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 a, it's a shame when that happens, but... Yeah, or, you know, there's there's things like Narcos, which is a sort of mix of both, or you've got, like, um, Lupin, which is the, the huge Netflix series. Um, you know, as well as Squid Game, obviously, as you mentioned. There, I mean, there are a lot of really good foreign language stuff out there. What, and what language is Lupin in? French. Okay, I, I don't know much about it. So Yeah, yeah, Lupin's, yeah. Lupin's a French language series. Um, oh. Although with a lot of the Netflix stuff, they do overdub things. Yeah, that's actually well. how I watch that stuff. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, it's, it's how I tend to watch stuff as well. They, um, Biohackers was the other one as well, which is in German. Mm. Um, Biohackers is a great series, and that's you know that was uh, all in German. But I, again, you know that that's with the Netflix stuff they overdub things, and that would for something like this that would seem a little bit weird if you were going to do it all in French, but then overdub it anyway. You know, mm. um, for for uh, I, I don't know. It, it, so I don't necessarily see them doing an entire series in French, but the odd episode possibly. Um, and certainly something that is more maybe in the sort of narcos field of, of you could do something which is maybe a mix of, of French and English. Um, in the case of narcos, it's obviously Mexican and 
English, but uh, you could do something that maybe is a bit more that where it sort of flips backwards and forwards between languages. So mm-hmm. some subtitled. Yeah, one of the funny issues that kind of pops up, and I, I think I've known, <clears throat> I think I've known people that have done this, is you know when you have a series that's in like American or English, so we don't have to like you know look at the screen necessarily. And then if there's characters that pop up in those episodes that are French or whatever they are, different language, and then they start, they suddenly start speaking French and the subtitles come up, because we, like, as I said, as humans have the the habit of looking at our phones, sometimes it'll be, oh, I've got to look up at the screen because, like, somebody's talking yeah. French and it'll be subtitled and it'll be just sort of, like, out of left field. Um, so I can see that being kind of a, a funny issue, maybe. But, um, no, I, I think... So it's interesting because you could easily bring, like going back to the new zombies thing, um, <clears throat> you could easily bring those zombies over to one of the other shows, one of the other two that's still on the air. Um, but I, I kind of, I don't know about you, I kind of do want to know a little bit more about these these French characters because there was a lot of sort of uh, out of context cryptic sort of chat that they were having about like, oh, are you part of this team, are you part of that team? And I would like to know a little bit more about that. Wherever mm-hmm. we actually will, I, I don't know. But um, just in terms of like, um, not necessarily me caring about those characters because I don't even know who they are. But just what's the what are these teams that you're talking about? What does that involve? Yeah. Um, and does it involve? Yeah. What, what's what's that kind of all about? And it was done deliberately, cryptically, so that you would it would be kind of more of a mystery. Um, would you like to see more of what? that was all about because that was well, quite cool i thought yeah and i i think we will to a certain extent i think that is something that they will pick up on because i mean you know that scene he sort of mentions about a primrose team and a violet team so they're obviously named after um colors or flowers mm-hmm. and um yeah and the way he sort of comes in and basically i mean they are the people that the, the, the pretty much explicitly says that they are the people that started the virus. And, you know, because he goes in and says, you started this, all the teams, then you made it worse. So it's um, this was started by some form of experiment in a lab that went horribly wrong. And the he seems to be saying that the versions of the zombies you know there are different versions of these zombies that they somehow managed to sort of enhance and make worse which is why we've got these sort of slightly faster more aggressive versions of the zombies and i do wonder whether there are more other versions out there i mean if each of these teams are working on slightly different variants are we going to get to see completely you know another completely different type of zombie somewhere down the line Mm. um you know um so i I, going sort of i i do wonder whether any of this ties into some of the science work that was in the main show as well because we did have this big group of scientists there so you know, on not the main show, but it was in the the uh, world beyond this, you know, this show. show. Yeah, yeah, yeah the main world beyond show. Because um, we don't know when this takes place either. Uh, so we don't know if if they've been working on that for a year, six months, two years. Well, I mean, what? we know we know that it's we know that it's around sort of. It's supposed to be, I think, around ten years after 
season one of The Walking Dead. So. Yeah. Hmm. So. Um. Yeah, going back to the new zombies thing. So, uh, um, yeah, going back to that. That is, like you said, a good way to um, not reboot or whatever, anything, not, nothing like drastic like that. Um, but a good way to refresh things and sort of, you know, this isn't like a clicker or a bloater from The Last of Us, which is something just completely different. Still has the same function, which is it wants to walk over to you and eat you <laughs> yeah. or sink its teeth into you, whatever. I mean, bloaters in The Last of Us 2 throw, like, spores and stuff at you, which is, uh, that would be very, very different. <laughs> but uh, yeah. And it creates this, like, cloud of gas that chokes you and, and that sort of thing. Very cool idea, but very, very different. This is more... This, because I, I, I was looking at this woman, the way she's kind of running. Now, it's not really like a Black Summer or a World War Z type of zombie where they're sprinting. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Whether or not she had enough room to do that, she wasn't really sprinting. This is more sort of like a runner from The from the Last of Us, which is um, The Last of Us is sort of most basic infected. They're not really called zombies in The Last of Us. They're all just called infected and there's different stages. Because I think that they, um, uh, like if you get infected, you turn into a runner which is basically a sort of adrenaline fueled human that will want to bite you um and it will sort of won't really won't really sprint but it will you know it will run that's why it's called a runner and then that will evolve itself eventually into like clickers and then bloaters and then there's even like the rat king as well which is which is just something else entirely yeah um but yeah that's that's a good way to sort of keep it within the same thing so just a normal looking ish human that is just a bit faster and i agree with what you said earlier it doesn't necessarily mean it's stronger but it's certainly more aggressive like it's it's gonna keep probably getting up and and that kind of thing um whereas with the black summer ones those are sort of like the black summer ones are sort of runners that can sprint they have like endless amounts of energy and they're completely relentless so that's kind of like that that would be sort of the next stage to what this is where it's they are a bit stronger, but they are very very aggressive as well, mm-hmm. and they just you know even if you knock them down, they'll just relentlessly get straight back up and they'll jump through windows and all this other kind of stuff. It's it's wild, yeah. um, but uh, yeah, we'll see we'll see how that kind of goes. It'd be very interesting. Do you think there's an opportunity? Now we don't know how much they filmed of the next Walking Dead season. You'd assume at least like some chunk of it because it's coming back in February. Yes. Would you like to see one of these runners? Doesn't have to be like a herd, or I mean, obviously, if you ever heard of these things, you're in a lot of trouble. But yeah. would you like to see a few of these pop up in the in the main in the what remains of the main show, just to sort of get a tease or experiment with how that would work in the other shows? Um, yes and no. I mean, it it, it depends. It will give them something at the end of the main show to something new to move on to right um but they've got as you say they've got a lot of story board, you know story from the books to still get through on that main show so um as long as it doesn't interfere too much with them getting through that and it works sensibly it depends how they work it into but i think it would be interesting to see them show up in some way somewhere and i mean you've also got to assume that you kind of think the crm are going to show up in some way as well because we know that i mean we know they're tied into the rick stuff 
uh, and we know that it's going to get utilised in, you know, the CRM obviously because they're involved with Jadis and, uh, you know, we we know that that's the whole AB thing. Um, I found a bit of an explanation about the AB thing, by the way, which <laughs> you want that, but oh yeah, um, what's that? Um, so A appears to mean test subject, where B seems to indicate that they're an asset. So, uh, and it seems to be whether the person has been bitten or, or or come close to being bitten. So, um, like she, Jadis describes on the main show, she describes a um, um, Gabriel as being an A because Gabriel had an infection thing. Right with so, his eye, yeah, yeah, with his eye. So she marks him as an A. Whereas um, Rick, Rick's never actually been directly bitten. He's come close a few times, hasn't he? But yeah, and then his injury disappeared. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, um, hand, that hand injury, the infamous hand injury. Yes, that infamous hand injury. So, um, yeah, so that seems to be the difference. Is is the the A's the A's seem to be sort of designated as test subjects, whereas the B's are more assets. Um, you know, which is and obviously you don't want to be a test subject because test subjects are the ones that basically get sort of shoved in the lab to be experimented on. So yeah, like with that uh, young guy in mm-hmm. was it episode eight, episode nine, something. Yeah, um, he got put straight in the yeah. Pro- uh, he was probably one of them, I guess. So yeah, yeah. Um, all right, that's pretty much uh, most of that stuff. I do have some other notes to get to, but um, let's do some some housekeeping as well. Got a few uh, content bits of news to catch up with, so we'll do that, and then we'll continue with the notes. We'll see if that in a minute. Hi there, and thanks very much for listening. Today I'm here to tell you about our two different affiliate links. The first of which is our Amazon affiliate link. That's where you can shop on Amazon. We can get a small cut of what you spend, but it won't cost you anything extra. So whether you're getting a gift for somebody else or treating yourself or maybe both depending on the occasion we can get a small cut of what you spend but it won't cost you extra you can find the link to our amazon affiliate link in your show notes the second affiliate link for today is our Kualu affiliate link if you want to get started with a website and a domain name of your choice you can simply sign up with Kualu using the link in the show notes they also have a live chat support system that's in the bottom right hand corner as well so if you need help with getting set up Kualu will be able to help you with that as well the links for both of these can be found in your show notes for Kualu and the Amazon affiliate link If you would like to get the ad-free versions of Entertainment Talks podcast and support us along the way, you can simply sign up over on our Patreon page. You can sign up either as a creator or as a patron. There's no difference there for the time being. And you can get your ad-free podcasts over there. It's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. You can also support Entertainment Talk on Patreon at the $3 level tier. This gets you a chance to request a review from us of your favourite TV show or film. But it's one per month. So one TV show or 
film review per month it's up to you which one you want to choose we will watch a few episodes of the tv show that you choose or of course if it's a film we'll just watch that film and we will review that for you on that month and then when it gets to the next month you can request a new tv show or a film review of your choice that's three dollar level tier that does also of course include your ad-free podcasts for the month as well thank you very much for listening and enjoy the rest of the show Alright, so recently on Entertainment Talk, uh, it was a big, big Friday, uh, which was a couple of days ago. The Witcher Season 2 came out, and if you were following Entertainment Talk in 2019, I decided to do something wild, which was cover the entire season in one day. And what that means is not a season review, it's uh, for podcasts every two episodes. For So just for a quick little explanation for those of you that don't know what I'm talking about. Um, so for the first season of The Witcher and the second season I did the same format and I've returned to do the same thing this year on Friday that's just gone with the second season. So the format is a podcast for every two episodes. So season two, episodes one and two, and then that's a podcast, three and four podcasts, five and six podcasts, and then one for the last two episodes. So four episodes, sorry, four podcasts for eight episodes one podcast for two each uh but long story short i did all of that on friday and covered the second season of the witcher uh it was very fun to do managed to get myself started on it a little bit earlier so i finished a little bit earlier with it on friday and that was quite a uh a fun day to do so if you've seen the uh we, you'll need to have seen it because the podcasts are full of spoilers because uh, it's a dedicated Witcher podcast. Uh, if you've seen the season, you can still check out the episodes that I've done. Uh, those are they, they won't be hard to find at the moment on Entertainment Talk because all of them are on the main page. So uh, you can go and check those out. Uh, have you seen the any of the show yet, David? Yes, I've. Uh, I'm about four episodes in to it already, so Ooh. really enjoying it. Cool, cool. So that's the second season of The Witcher, and there's also a trailer. Uh, it's you could probably find it separately on YouTube for Blood Origin, which is a prequel story. And, of course, the, the show's been renewed for a third season, which apparently won't be out for a while. But uh, you can you can take your time with that as well. So uh, that's The Witcher. I uh, did a podcast, uh, which was a U- Ubisoft-dedicated episode, talking about how they've basically destroyed Assassin's Creed. It was already kind of destroyed before what happened recently. Uh, there was some news about a uh, big update that they put out, which costs... Almost the same price as a full game, but you also need the full game to get that, and it isn't included in the season pass. So, if you want a lot of Assassin's Creed Valhalla content, you basically need to spend a bit of money. Is the is the the story of that? Uh, also, just digging into just the the franchise is completing out a loss of identity. It's it's basically turned into a Witcher fantasy series. Uh, when it was supposed to be like a grounded Assassin's series, but uh, that was caused by Ubisoft. You can see. In the featured image that one of the assassins has got uh, wings. Which is not something that you'd really associate with Assassin's Creed. Hence the loss of identity. So I talked about how disappointing that is. Uh, in slightly better news. Uh, Ubisoft's also decided to remake the... I think it's the first Splinter Cell game. Which there is still a few concerns about that. Because it's Ubisoft. And they haven't really been good for like five years. But uh, just talked about all of those things as well. So basically a big Ubisoft episode. Uh, over on the Marvel side of things, Spider-Man No Way Home is out, and you can listen to the first half of that podcast without getting spoilers. That's for Spider-Man No Way Home, and I've given that a must-see rating. Have you seen that yet, David? No, I because of the fact that I've spent like the last 12 hours on a, on a plane and then been right, into isolation right. until I get my uh, test results back because I've been in a foreign country, so... Um, no, I haven't had a chance, and it came out okay. whilst I was in America, so I haven't had a chance. It actually came out whilst I was on the plane, I seem to remember. So. Oh, right. 
Right. Uh, that's the Spider-Man No Way Home, and you can check out my review for that. Uh, in other good news, Classic Reviews is back for its fifth season. The episodes are going to be weekly, spread out over ten weeks. Uh, so there's going to be ten episodes for the season. Those are going to be coming out on Wednesdays going forward. But the first episode is out, and it's for Tom and Jerry, which is a good, uh, really, really good fun series. Um, which you can find, you should still be able to find it on Amazon Prime in the UK, that's where I watch these episodes. Uh, the episodes are much, much shorter than what I expected, so I covered four of them. Uh, so Season 1 or Volume 1, Episodes 1 to 4, and that was really, really fun for Tom and Jerry, so getting into that. And you can look out uh, on Wednesday for the second episode of the fifth season of Classic Reviews, and that will run through, obviously, to next year, so check that out. Uh, over on the last Gaming Talk episode for the year... Uh, me and Robert talked about the Game Awards, what was given the Game of the Year and all the other categories and you know those sorts of things. Also talking about the actual announcements, there's going to be a Wonder Woman game in development which is very, very exciting. Lots of people are very, very happy about that which is good. Uh, it's probably quite overdue a game actually, she's you know been a character in existence for quite some time. Um, so that's really, really good. We also talked about Hellblade 2. Uh, which is from Ninja Theory and just a bunch of the other announcements as well, including the uh, the Star Wars game in development from uh, uh, Quantic Dream, which is called Eclipse. So we talked about that. Uh, we had our first ever Patreon request from Barbara over on Patreon. That was really, really good to do. Uh, she requested that me and Robert watch a couple of episodes of the Netflix show called Arcane, which is a League of Legends uh, spin-off. Uh, based on that particular video game franchise. So that was great to do. That's a Patreon request. Uh, so that was good. Uh, football, uh, some interesting things going on with football, which there isn't any at the moment. There was supposed to be a game on Saturday and a game on Tuesday, but they were both called off. Uh, long story short, out of the entire Man United team, there was only seven players that didn't have COVID. All of the others apparently did. So, you know, we kind of didn't have enough players to even fill the team. And at the moment, even the club themselves have no idea when we're going to be playing football next because the players have got to get themselves clear of covid or whatever they've got to do so uh, the most recent result anyway was a 1-0 win away to norwich in the premier league so um in terms of uh because it's getting to near the end of the year so if we don't play a game between now and sort of midweek this week coming up i'll do like an update podcast just discussing what's going on so uh yeah it's a shame about that but um there's there's been multiple sort of covid outbreaks throughout a lot of the teams. It's weird. There's some teams that are, are playing, some teams that aren't. So you just it's just a bit of a mess right now. So uh, there we go. Uh, that's pretty much everything we've been doing on entertainmenttalk.org. You can also find us as well on your favorite podcast platform by searching for Entertainment Talk. Uh, all right, let's continue with these notes. There's just a few more to go. Um, so uh, next thing I've got is more limited series, long form or both. Uh, we talked about this a little bit before, but it's worth revisiting the subject. Um, so at the moment, we've kind of got a bit of both anyway, haven't we? Because we've got sort of the main show, which, yes, is ending, but it's been a very long form, you could say, with uh, the 11 seasons. We've got Fear that's still going on. I'm guessing Fear's probably going to last, it's what, on season 7 at the moment? That's probably going to last... Uh, I don't know if it will last longer than the main show, but I think it will make it to season 10. I I just I just I just think that's what's going to happen, and then you've got Well Beyond, which was a limited series that's obviously finished now, and then you've got sort of almost a substitute for it with the Tales series, which is um you can do that for years because you can tell lots of different stories, um in the same way that you can with like a Black Summer or Inside Number Nine, you can just keep telling different stories, um 
And then obviously we've got the Carol Darrell thing coming up, which I've heard is a limited thing. I've heard that from rumours on the internet, but we we don't know much about that now at the moment. Uh, so we already do have a bit of a mixture of both anyway. We've had, you know, limited series. We've got an anthology series coming out. We've still got a couple of long-running series. Um, what would you sort of want The Walking Dead to do, and how would you want them to also schedule them? Because The Walking Dead, it did... Well, it did it last year and this year where it overlapped two of the shows because Fear and World Beyond were both on at the same time. Um, what would you like Walking Dead to do with this? Um, like how many shows a year, that kind of thing? Well, I mean, I, I think it would make more sense if they didn't overlap them. I mean, oh. it, it would make more sense to do what they're doing on CBS with Star Trek and run them back to back. Yeah, take um, yeah, um, I, I think that would make a little bit more sense. Um, although, in some cases, when you're dealing with an interconnected universe, which they're, they're not quite so much with Star Trek, you know, although they're all in the same universe, most of those shows that they're running aren't connected in any way. No. Um, or not in any direct way at this point, you know. Um, Strange New Worlds is set in the past, uh discovery well set in the past but isn't anymore sorry spoilers uh then time travel is pretty normal yeah uh (laughs) then then obviously you've got picard which is set in a different time period as well so uh, and then lower decks is is sort of outside of everything as well so lower decks is like the legends of of that where it's just doing whatever you know it's its own kind of thing yeah technically technically it is it's set slightly before picard but um mm-hmm. it, it's also doing its own thing as well so although they're in the same universe they are very kind of disconnected those shows um whereas it's slightly different with the walking dead in that you are potentially running them so you might want to cross some things over from one thing to another although they've mm-hmm. done a few bits of that with characters moving about but not oh, a whole yeah. yeah with like Jadis and you know you had uh, Morgan and um, some other right. characters Dwight yes move from the main show onto the uh, onto Fear so I don't know there may unless there's a, a compelling reason for it I I would like them to run sort of separately back to back rather than running them at the same time um, in terms of the the types of shows I would like to see some more. Um, short format runs i think that would be nice um you know because i i think those are sort of interesting and things like well beyond where they can go in and say okay we've got an idea for a story which fills out a bit this bit of the world i think is quite an interesting way of doing it and they're doing that with the sort of rick movies you know to finish presumably finish that character off one way or another um and you know i I don't know about the daryl and carol thing whether that is going to be a limited series or not it would sort of make sense if it is because i think they were still under contract for like one or two more seasons after the current one so i don't know whether this is them just sort of fulfilling that contract or not but anyway um so, I mean, it would make sense if maybe that's a limited series that that bridges to get to another point. Um, as you say, the Tale series could run on forever, 
you know, because it's just a bunch of different stories set in a zombie world using some characters. I think also the Tales series could be used as a way to spin up other shows because if something goes down well as a as a Tales episode and that gets a huge reaction, then uh, you can bet that they'll be looking at it going, actually, is there a way if we can expand whatever this is into something bigger? You know, it's a good mm. testing ground. Thing. It's like way, way back in the day when the, you know, the BBC used to do this sort of playhouse theatre thing on uh, TV and you get these every week they do episodes of dramas and occasionally one would hit big and they'd spin it out into, you know, they'd use it basically mm. as backdoor pilots and then yeah. you know, something hit big. You'd spin it out into something, uh, into a larger show. I think things like Open All Hours, I think, was originally run on that format, you know, um, the, which obviously became a huge British sitcom. So there, yeah, yeah. There, there are certain things that, that are run in in that sort of way. And I think that might be kind of an interesting thing for them to do because um, it, it gives some guidance as to what the audience actually wants that way. Uh so I don't know. I mean, it, it's going to be interesting when the main show's gone because we have talked about this. Like, does fear then become the main show? Well, kind of, possibly. <laughs> um, but but fear's also kind of off doing its own thing. And I mean, does it need a main show? Can it just be a collection of different stuff? Is there? Mm. Does, I mean, the Arrowverse doesn't really have like a. I mean, I guess you could argue that the Flash took over Arrow's spot, but even, you know, when Flash and Arrow were both on and Supergirl was on and whatever, neither of them were really, like, the main shows. It was more no. sort of a, a, a trinity, and then you had, like, Legends, Batwoman, Black Lightning, whatever. Um, of course, Arrow was the one that, yeah, started it, but... Uh, and so was The Walking Dead did that in this situation. Um, but I don't know, I, I think we refer to the main show... D- or. or in that way just because it was kind of the first one but then it does have what we consider the main characters in there I suppose as well although Morgan yeah. who was a main character in season one is now on a different show so mm-hmm. yeah uh, well, how far back that was planned we don't know but um, yeah I, I'd, I'd like them to take I really like what American Horror Story is doing at the moment and it's only done it for a couple of seasons but I've already liked it where American Horror Story, which is now into the, the next season, will be season 11. Although season 10 is actually split into two different stories, which is really strange. Uh, but because um, you've got six, you've got a 10 episode season of uh, season 10 where that's one story. And then you've got this weird like four episode arc, which I haven't actually started yet, which is a completely different story. Yeah. Um, it's, so. it's taking because it's called double feature, isn't it? I, I don't watch the, yeah, the show, yeah. but it, it's double feature and it's taking the the idea of the sort of um, the uh, drive a US drive-in theatre sort of 80, 70s, 80s slasher kind of idea sort of thing. Of They used to have these double feature movies where you'd have two kind of, you know, B-movies uh, mm. that, that would show straight after each other mm. um, in, in an evening. And it's sort of taking that idea, I think, for, for this season, which I think is kind of interesting. <clears throat> but Yeah. But yeah, I like the idea with that where they've usually got... You know, one one season is a story, and then they move on uh, to different stories. There was one incident, I think it was with season seven or something, 
where it crossed over two of the other seasons. One of those seasons I had seen, one of them I hadn't, but I still understood the story. Well, for yeah. the most part. In, in terms of how much you can understand an American story, uh, American horror story season. Yes. Um, <clears throat> but it, it combined two of those seasons, but you could still watch it, obviously, without watching them. Mm-hmm. Um, but it it's done that pretty successfully for the, the ten seasons. And then they introduced horror stories, which is anthology per episode. So what I was going to say... Is if you've got one show in The Walking Dead, because I I don't really want more than, or don't really need or want more than three Walking Dead shows, and obviously you can rotate them like Star Trek does. If you have one show that's considered the quote-unquote main show, the one that's the more long-form story, which I guess by default would be Fear, because that's the the other one that's doing it, then you have one show that's doing the anthology per episode, which would be where Stories comes in, and then perhaps one where, which does do a little bit more like well beyond it obviously that did over two seasons where you've got um one story over a season and then you do the next season which is a different story that's mm-hmm. uh, that's i think that would maybe be the best way to mix it up yeah because um, you've then got you yeah like you say one long form you've got then one episodic anthology and one seasonal anthology i, yeah. I think that that would be quite a good way of doing it having those three different formats running um you know throughout the year and mm. have them sort of follow each other i think that mm. would be quite a good way of of structuring it yeah and then kind of separately do these rick films tell the story that you need to yeah share. yeah but yeah that's going to be like a different thing so um plus then you've also got the opportunity if you kill off a character or a character leaves one of the shows you can go to the anthology show uh either of them really and if you want to tell another story with that character, you can do that there. Because we arguably had some experiment with that with the bonus episodes. I know that they were connected back to the main story, but you still had like the Here's Negan thing where it's still connected to the main thing that was happening, but it was you could almost watch it as its, almost as its own episode. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so we've already had a bit of exper- experimentation with that, um, for better and for worse, but it's, it was still a good experiment it just depends on obviously the ideas that you've got so yeah 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 um but that would be that would be a, a cool idea because then you can take like a morgan or a dwight and just do an episode on them or something and then still have a show that's running for 10 seasons so that's what i would like and if one of those shows as we mentioned was like this young focused show on all the young characters that would be kind of cool but we'll see so i mean arguably in a way because we've got um, the the two long form shows, which is Fear and Walking Dead. One of them's ending. One of them's going to keep going. Then you had sort of a well, double season uh, limited thing with Well Beyond. Then you've got the, an, an episodic anthology coming up with Tales, and then you've got kind of if it is a limited series. Because I don't I don't know if you could do five seasons of Daryl and Carol or how mm-hmm. long that's going to be. But if that's a limited series, that's kind of your next limited uh, seasonal thing. So. It'd be interesting to see how how this all works out, uh, but well, I guess we'll find out over time. Um, just want to uh, bring up Matthew Negret next, um, who's the, the, been the showrunner on this. Uh, he obviously worked with Scott Gimple, who was uh, I, I think the, the role that Scott Gimple's doing now is is much much better, which is kind of the the overseer. Although yeah. I'd still like Kirkman to be involved, that's just like personally how I'd like it to go. But he's kind of suing the network. <laughs> um, although I'd like him to be involved because I like his ideas, you know, the things that I've read from the comic books and stuff. 
I think Scott is doing... He's given us some, some good ideas. It's, it's still kind of early in this whole franchise experiment. Because uh, we've only had like a couple of things really. But um, yeah, just wanted to give wanted to give credit to, to Matthew Negret for doing a very good job with these two seasons uh, as a showrunner. And he's somebody I'm going to try to keep an eye on, you know, when new shows come out or uh, whatever he gets moved on to next. Maybe he'll... Uh, direct a few episodes of the Tales series. Who knows what he'll do next? But obviously, he's finished with this now. Um, what do you think of Matthew's work? And would you like to see him do something else again? Um, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I I thought he did a a, a really solid job on this. Um, uh, you know, I I don't know what else he's worked on outside of. Um, I'm just looking up now. Uh, I'm not sure what what else he's worked on outside of The Walking Dead. Uh, if he has worked on, uh, so he did a thing called American Dragon. No idea what that is. Oh, white color he worked on as well. Um, weirdly, yeah, it seems to have had a bunch of animated things. He did like um, The Lion King's Timon and Pumbaa and Kim Possible. So he did a bunch of animated series uh, hmm. as well, and then. Um, yeah, Pen- Penguins of Madagascar, Power Rangers. Then he did White Collar, and then yeah, pretty much Walking Dead since then. Um, mm. So yeah, it's, I mean, I, it'd be interesting to see where he goes next. Whether he's he gets folded into more Walking Dead stuff, or whether he goes off and does something else. Um, be interesting to see. Mm. Yeah, can he be the showrunner on season eight of Fear? Uh, Can you do that? <laughs> yeah, possibly. I I know you've had issues with fear. I I mean I've watched mm. a few of um, few of this episode, these seasons of fear. I'm way I'm, way I'm behind on it. it. I'm, I'm caught up with it now. So I I'm way behind on it at the moment. So yeah. it's been interesting, but um, <laughs> but uh, yeah. I mean, because it's, it's for those of you who don't know, it's Ian. So it's Angela Kang on the main show. It's Matthew Negret on this, and then it's uh, Ian Goldberg on uh on on fear we don't have like any names listed for uh direct films yet so because we know very little about them um but no i'd like to see i definitely like to see him do something else i think he's earned my trust as a showrunner um not quite you know i mean some of the best showrunners that we talk about are what like vince uh, gilligan and other people like that he's he's still kind of too sort of new to to put up to those levels yet but um, he's I I, I, like, I like what he's done in in this, and I I'm looking forward to seeing him. Uh, given how many projects there is going on in this franchise, I'd like to see him stick around in in this world for a bit. So we'll see what he does. Uh, let's move on from that. Talk about um, just got uh, Elizabeth Jadis and the Yeast Cure. Um, so these are these are one of the things uh, kind of as a big section that's saved for. Uh, future episodes, future shows or films, whatever they're going to do, because uh, Elizabeth and Jadis are both alive, and the yeast cure was neither destroyed nor was it sort of completed. It's still in progress from from what we understand from the end. Um, but yeah, this is one of the good things that um, you know, Walking Dead World Beyond did finish its own story, but it also set up some of the other characters. You know, all the other characters in the actual show, um, and told us what they're kind of going to be up to so if you want to go back to some of them you can if you don't then that's okay as well um but yeah what what do you think of uh elizabeth and well let's stick to the two characters here first elizabeth and jadis's sort of future because she betrayed elizabeth arguably 
and then got her arrested. Uh, so neither of them are dead. You can still use them as characters. Unfortunately, you can't really use Huck anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Rick films are probably where we're going to see these two next. I'm, I'm guessing. I would assume so. Yes. Yeah. Do you think we'll see any of them? Anything from them in the main show? Maybe Jadis as a possibility. <gasps> Uh, yes, I mean, I I don't think you'll necessarily see Elizabeth on the main show unless because no, she's in a cell the, or something. Well, yeah, I mean, it depends how the timelines line up. That's true. Yeah. Um, you know, unless we see Elizabeth still in command at some point, but I think maybe they're more likely to use Jadis as sort of the connective tissue across those if they're going to do that. Um, that would possibly make more sense to have Jadis sort of show up towards the end of the main show to lead into the Rick films, possibly. Hmm. Um, yeah. Although, you know, I, I do wonder whether they, you know, they took Elizabeth out for a, a long time and, you know, out of this season. And I do wonder whether maybe that was to use her somewhere in the main show as well. Maybe that's, you know, if if the timelines line up, Maybe that's where Elizabeth was for some of that period. Hmm. So I, I don't know. Maybe there, there is a possibility there that maybe there is some sort of connection. So it wouldn't surprise me if either of those characters turned up in the main show. Um, but I think it's sort of interesting where they left them because you've now potentially got a situation where you've got Elizabeth who was somebody who is quite powerful but has now lost her power um, could be quite useful in the Rick movies. You've set up Jadis as this fairly major antagonist um, which also could be quite useful for the Rick movies as well. Mm. So, you know, I, I think there are some sort of interesting characters in there. The um uh, and yeah, we've talked before about the scientists and the sort of various cure things. Or I mean, well, the the yeast thing never was actually a cure. As you say, it was always a. It was supposed to be a way of slowing the zombies down. Yeah, um, it was just the easier thing to say. So <laughs> yes, yeah, but technically, it was never a cure. It was a way of decomposing the zombies so they die out quicker. So it was never, but it doesn't actually solve the issue of people reanimating in the first place. Um, So, yeah, because as we've established, you know, it's in the blood of everybody anyway. So, you know, unless you Mm. can actually solve that problem, that blood problem, you know, uh, then people are still going to keep reanimating, whatever. Mm -hmm. Something I do actually want to see, which I previously hadn't had much interest in but i'm interested somewhat and you could you could do this in lots of different places right um i'd like to see jadis's journey from her in the in the helicopter with rick to where she is now because that's that that's there's a story to be told there and (laughs) that for me made jadis more of an interesting character because i remember when we were talking in season seven and season eight and as much as we didn't enjoy those seasons for various different reasons, pacing and all sorts of other things. I think, because I think, think even Chris was podcasting with us at that point, uh, if you remember Chris. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And uh, I think most of us were sort of like, get rid of this Jada's character. But from what I kind of remember, it's been obviously like a few years since then. 
but now it's sort of okay you yeah. could kill her off and it would still be okay you've gotten rid of a villain fair enough but now it's now she's i just find her more interesting as a character this sort of this sort of attitude of i'm gonna literally do whatever i can to get what i want in this world mm-hmm. and that's an interesting sort of survival mindset and one of the themes i like to follow in these sort of worlds is what people do to survive and jada's story in that example was really quite interesting um, and you can see it from from the moment she pops up in this show. You're sort of like, okay, this is a different character. Let's see what she's about. And then we found out more of that. And she effectively dethroned Elizabeth, who we'd looked at before as like, she's a really big bad. And then Jadis took her over and ended up getting her into prison. Yeah. Or, in, or into big trouble. So I, I'd like to see the journey from, yeah, her as this like trash leader lady person to this like really hardened military person because that's that's uh still the same character that's that's some character development i'm interested in seeing um i don't know where you'd show that if you'd if you'd give some screen time to that in the rick films because when we get to the rick films it's going to be okay where is rick this whole time why hasn't he come back where has he gone who you know there's lots of questions around that um but would you would you like to see that part of jadis's sort of journey yeah, I think that's something you could definitely use on the um, the the tail series. I think mm. you know that is a perfect thing to be able to sort of put out of one or two episodes of of tales. Is you know, and it gives you an opportunity to bring Huck back in, and uh, you know, because we know that Huck was involved in the training of right. James. She would have so, been alive at that time. Yeah. yeah, so it would give you that opportunity to do something with that there. Um, and I, I think that would be the obvious place to do it. Yeah, you almost know. like a here's Negan episode type of thing. Yeah, sort of. You know, do yeah, something. Something. I think that would be an interesting story to tell. So, um, presumably, the tale series will probably come out before the Rick movies do. So maybe that's a. I think so. Yeah that that would be something that you could put out there and then you know, move forward with the Rick movies. So, you know, that will give you a little bit of, of background about that character, mm. potentially then. Yeah, yeah. Um, so with this cure thing, uh, it's sort of this interesting thing where, okay, if you destroyed it or got rid of it, it would hurt a lot of the development in World Beyond, I think, especially considering, like, the main character in Hope and she's the asset and she's smart and she helped with all that and everything. Um, it's also one of these things where this is a discussion that's popped up with The Last of Us as well, and I, I can't remember if I've mentioned this before, but it's an issue where, okay, let's say you make this thing successful, and although it's not a cure like you mentioned, it's something to stop the walkers, it's still something that you'd have to get spread across the world, so that you could like help other communities and stop the, the walkers that are near them and, and that kind of thing. One of the issues with that obviously we are dealing with trying to get our own cures in this world yes. <laughs> uh, to, to people which are obviously a lot more accessible than what they are in, in, in this world that we're talking about um, it's it's one of them things where because the story in The Last of Us is that obviously Ellie's got the immunity and the Fireflies try to do an experiment on her and you know I'm not going to say how that goes but the idea there is that if they get the thing from her, I'm not going to say if they do or they don't, but if they get the thing from her, then they'd have a cure to solve the Last of Us's world's issues. But then the problem there um, is if you do manage to get this this cure or this thing that can help the situation, 
in that type of world where you haven't got like a civilization, you haven't really got a um an economy or anything like that. Like you couldn't put it in shops for people to go and get or like, hey, go to this building and go and get your shot or whatever. You couldn't do that kind of thing because the world is destroyed. Um, as opposed to today's day and age where we do still have an economy and you can go and get things that you need to get from places. So it's sort of, even if you manage to do this thing, how are you going to supply it to the world or to, to the places that you need to? Um, so that, that's an interesting story for them to potentially tackle. But you can shelf that for a little bit of time, I think, and tell, you know, finish the main show, do the Rick films, all that kind of stuff. Um, what, what do you think of this idea of sort of, even if you do manage to do one of these types of things, how are you going to distribute it? throughout the world that was sort of the idea behind z nation as well wasn't it i seem to remember was sort you know, of yeah yeah they they kind of that that um had the you know the antibodies in the best hope for a, a vaccine and they had to try and get him to a place where you know that they could disseminate the cure so that was the whole sort of point of that so yeah i mean that potentially could be a sort of end game series or it could be a sort of coda to wherever you you know where you decide you want to wrap things up you know um i mean presumably they're gonna get there eventually but they're not going to do that until they're actually at a point where they decided that they are going to shut the whole thing down um and i don't know whether they'll ever get to that point so I, I'm not sure whether we'll ever actually fully see a cure because it's one of these things that I think AMC are going to keep this going for as long as they humanly possibly can. Um, I, so I don't mm, know. Because they have we, a franchise, yeah. Yeah, because they yeah. have a franchise. And I, I, so I don't know if you're ever going to get to a point where you genuinely see a cure with this because it could be that the numbers get so low that they just end up cancelling it. So I I don't know whether you're whether it's just going to end up sort of fizzling out or whether you you are actually going to get AMC get to a point where they're like no that's it we're ending it and they come up with a cure and you sort of get to see that endpoint I don't know it's it's difficult to know where this will eventually end or when this will eventually end but mm. I mean they're not looking to do that anytime soon so no no we still have plenty of other stories to tell so mm -hmm. uh, alright let's move on from that I've uh, got two other notes and then we've got a couple of emails uh, ranking the three shows other seasons now what I'm talking about here is not saying hey let's rank 11 seasons of The Walking Dead and 7 seasons of Fear and two. I'm not talking about doing that because we'll be here all day just a general kind of um, we can rank the three shows I think my rankings are, are, are kind of obvious what I've said before um, so I would go with Walking Dead at the top then well beyond then fear at the bottom it's pretty simple for me uh what would you go with in terms of that smaller part of that um uh, main walking dead show <sighs> difficult to say if you're taking fear as a whole um yeah no i think i'm probably with you actually i think i probably would do it in that order i think that the fear is a little uh, and well beyond or a little bit closer for me but i still think i'd probably do the same order as you actually i think i would do mm -hmm. do the main show well beyond and then fear yeah yeah it's just i like i'm always honest on episodes anyway 
But um, I honestly do think these two seasons have destroyed any anything that Fear has done. E- even in like the show's better seasons, which were some of the earlier ones. Um, I mean, I think the... So not this seventh season, not the sixth season. I think the one before that was like the last one that was like, actually really, really good. Um, from, from what I remember, anyway, there's been a couple of seasons that are kind of just gelled together and, and that kind of stuff. Um... But yeah, I mean that's that's quite a lot of obviously episodes within within fear as opposed to this well beyond thing. But uh, I I just I think the the idea of having a goal really helped as well. And there's a, there's three sort of differences. One is where you do a show that doesn't really have as somewhat of a direction, but more is following like a loosely told story. One where you've got like a particular end goal in mind. Um, like with what World Beyond is doing and kind of with what the main show is doing because it does have a comic book to follow. And then one where you just kind of are just telling stories. Um, And when you decide you're going to end the thing, then that's where you come up with an end game idea. Uh, And I just think having a a goal and a a much more of a guide helped well beyond more than what fear has 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 been helped with that i do <laughs> think one of the one of the things that would help fear a lot more is i mean yeah there's a story there it's kind of like victor versus morgan now but um i think one thing that would help a bit more is just just a bit more of a solid story and kind of plot because it doesn't have like a specific kind of direction it's it is more kind of just these people are still fighting each other and it still tells some some decent stories now and again i still you know care about the characters and look out for all those themes that I look out for you know survival trust supplies all those kind of things um so that's how i kind of look at that in terms of like specific seasons um i think i think these two seasons were better than some of the main show seasons but not better than the whole show so if i'm to take you know mm-hmm. i mentioned the, the seasons earlier so seasons like from from the walking dead so seasons like three but uh, first half of six, because second half of six, I think, is actually very good. It's just ruined by the Negan thing. But the build-up to that story was really good. Uh, all the slow parts of seven, the slow parts of eight, I think those are worse than these two seasons. But then you've got, like, the better seasons, which is, like, one and two. Two's got some pacing issues, sort of, but it's still very good. And then, like, nine, ten, and eleven have been really good from, like, Angela Kang and everything. So that's kind of and, and five is like was sort of the peak of ratings for for the show. Um, how do you kind of look at it in terms of that way? So do you do you think some of the World Beyond seasons were better than like some of the Walking Dead seasons? Uh, like not the whole show, but some of the seasons. Yeah, I mean, uh, said before, some of the the sort of mopey post uh, you know Negan seasons where it, some of the seasons where Walking Dead lost its way, um, yeah, I certainly think Well Beyond was better than those. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I, not not necessarily better than the later seasons of The Walking Dead or some of the earlier seasons, but that sort of middle bit where it was like trailing through mud. Um, mm. That Then, yes, I would say it's certainly better than some of those. Yeah, yeah, so... And as is quite obvious, I don't think any of the fear seasons are better than 
any of the Walking Dead seasons really. Even mm-hmm. the even the Negan stuff, yes, it was slow and the writing wasn't great, but you still did have Negan in there, and you still did have somewhat of a decent story. It's funny those two those well, what should have been the one season of that? That should have been like the best season of the Walking Dead because then you you had this really interesting Negan story because um, that was probably the best arc in the comic books. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, but anyway. Um, <clears throat> the last thing I've got written down is the spin-offs you'd want most from this. We've kind of gone over this a bit before. I was getting, I was, this is a point where I was sort of jotting things down. But we've talked about the young character spin-off, if that ever happens. Uh, as time goes on, I've kind of doubted that more and more. I, I, I don't really know what's going to go on there. Uh, but we know what we've got for the for the future um, to, to kind of happen. Is there anything new that you thought of that you'd you'd want to see, really? Uh, no, nothing necessarily at the moment. I mean, you know, we, we, we've talked again about the, the young character spin-off. I think that would be an interesting thing to do at some point. Um, but no, I mean, then nothing particularly leaps to mind. I'm sort of interested to see where they go with it. As I say, I think the Tales thing might be quite an interesting series because it may spark some ideas of something that they could spin off into mm, a full season backdoor pilots yes maybe. yeah so yeah because we spoke about that the negan spin-off before possibly um but we'll we'll see where that goes uh that's all for the notes that i've got we do have a couple of emails to get to so we'll just do that next uh if you'd still like to write in about the show or anything else you know well whether it's well beyond or the main show we're going to be back with that in february and then we'll probably do the tail spin-off right at more. We have to see who picks it up in the UK first, actually. Yes. Now that I think about that. Because uh, although we've got access to fear, obviously I don't uh, podcast on the show anymore. Um, but yeah, we'll have to see who picks up well beyond... Uh, not well beyond the, the tail series. Um, who do you imagine might pick that up? Well, I mean, we're seeing a lot of um, networks retain their own shows at the moment. Um, the, we, we're getting, you know, a lot of that with like um, Disney has taken back quite a lot of their own shows for mm. their network, and um, we're going to see it with Paramount Plus. In fact, we are seeing it with Paramount Plus with Discovery, although they fudged that horrifically. But mm, you know, we the whole thing off, yeah, yeah. That you know, we, so <laughs> it may be something because Fear initially runs on uh, AMC in the UK and it may be the same with tails as well. I do think that would be a mistake. And if they do it the same way that they've done with fear, which is they release it on AMC, but also allow people to buy it off Amazon. Yeah. yeah. Um, that, you know, I'd sort of be okay with that if that's the way that they want to run it. Cause I do sort of get that. Um, but it equally, it may be that they do a deal with Amazon to, uh, or obvious place to get it, I would think, because they're the other home of The Walking Dead in the UK. Mm. Um, but I can see it end up being the same sort of setup they have with Fear, um, in that it runs on AMC first. Uh, I mean, the the, bit, the best thing that could happen would be AMC get out of that stupid deal they did with BT, and they, I mean, that, that must have cost BT a fortune, because it's it's a ridiculous deal whereas you could have them you know that amc channel on sky and other platforms and you know or even as a standalone app on you know either a standalone app or as a a channel on um 
Amazon uh, for for an additional right. kind of five pound a month. You know, mm-hmm. if they did that, I I would subscribe to it. But they've got this ridiculous exclusivity deal with BT, and you know, for the six people that have BT, that's great. But for the rest of us, that's utterly useless. Mm. So if you include um, it, if you include it with BT Sport, then I'll be all right because <laughs> I play for uh, BT Sport for yeah. Well, football. that's the stupid thing is it used to get included. It did, didn't it? Yeah. It, if you have BT Sport on, like, um, Sky, uh, you got AMC thrown in with it, and then they redid that deal, and AMC got removed from it. So the only way you can get it now is directly as part of a BT package, mm. um, which is ridiculous. So it really cuts down the audience numbers for it, unfortunately. Um, yeah. Because what what I do is uh, EE, which is the phone network that I'm with. They had I don't know how they got a deal with BT, but um, uh, they they did this deal where it's it's like a cheaper deal where you don't get the whole of BT because I don't need all of BT TV, just the the sport, and then that's included like with my phone bill every month, mm-hmm. so it just ties itself nicely together, and it's a little bit cheaper. Um, so yeah that's that's and then i just download the bt sport app on like my console log into that and then just watch it that way yeah uh, so it's but it's... i i have zero interest in like bt sport right because so, I, so. I don't watch sports at all so i yeah for me it it's a really dumb place to you know it, it was a really dumb place to tie itself to um you know and i think amc could get a much broader viewing base in the uk if they actually you know because i mean i'm sure there's a lot of people out there that are going hang on amc has a uk channel yes it does it just you can't find it unless you happen to be a bt customer um so i think you can get it on b i think it comes as part of you know bt tv um bt tv yes that's right uh bt tv if you have bt broadband i think right Um, it's something to do like so it's really quite limited yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> so it used to come as part of the sport package if you had the sport package on Sky, but it doesn't even do that now. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Anyway, if you'd like to write in about anything we've mentioned here at all, uh, Matthew at Entertainment Talk dot org, Twitter E Talk UK, contact page information in your show notes, and if you're looking on the website version of this post, you can scroll down a little bit more. You'll see a big email box. Put your email, your message in there, which lots of you use. Then you click obviously on the send button. Uh, you can also click on or copy and paste the email name and write in that way as well. Abed uh, returns and says, uh, you mentioned doing a wrap-up, so I'm writing in for that. Well, here we are. Uh, thanks for covering the show and being more thoughtful with your analysis. It's refreshing to hear somebody not to not hear somebody scream or shout. Um, yeah, I just I, I find even outside of podcasting, even when I'm communicating with people in different situations, shouting and screaming doesn't really get you that far um and in fact it just breaks down communication Mm -hmm. um and uh, as i kind of said sometimes on the united cast episode which is where you'd probably expect me to like shout (laughs) and moan at the players for different things it's just that's not you i don't think that would be useful for anybody um if i'm to like sit here and yell down the mic it's, it's not useful for me it's not useful for you it just makes the episode like louder and just yeah it's and then you don't really get I mean, there's a certain different level of that where if you watch somebody rant about something on YouTube, it can be a degree of funny. Yes. Um, but it's a very particular way that that works, and I don't do that anyway. 
So, um, and neither do you or Robert or Gray or Bex or anybody else, really, from 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 what I understand. Yeah, um, well, Bex can get a rant in occasionally, but yes. <laughs> yeah, not, not like a yelling, screaming sort of rant. I, I've not no. really seen her do that, but... Because uh, we we, all of us can get kind of ranty, but it's like a more calmer sort of analysis sort of rant as opposed to just yelling so yes um but uh i just yeah see for me with with like the football thing it's more sort of if a player makes a mistake in the moment i'll sort of not shout and yell then but i'll get my frustration out at that point then once the game finishes and i set up and everything else that's out of my system and then i can just talk about it normally so Mm -hmm. yeah um but it's funny because even if you mentioned that, there wasn't many things I was sort of really annoyed about with this show anyway. So um, yeah, it, I I never I don't I don't remember moaning about that many different things actually over these two seasons or you either. No, so um, not yeah. So but uh, no, it's it's just it's just a better way to to do things. Um, and even it's just a different sort of outside of life life example been playing uh, it takes two with uh, with my mum in in the last couple of days and even <laughs> awesome. when even when uh, she gets like a bit stuck or something i don't sit there and shout and yell at her that's not going to help her to get through the game um so yeah it's just it's just a better way of doing things so uh, but i'm glad you enjoyed what we did anyway over these two seasons uh, and thank you again for writing in uh, Jacob writes back in and says, uh, "What do you think of the character deaths, such as Percy and Huck? Should we have had more or less? Also, do you think Percy would have tried to kill Huck if he survived?" Um, that's kind of a good Elseworlds question, mm-hmm. in a way. Um, I, I did think that he would was going to try to. Um, when did he die in the did he die in the last episode or was it the ninth episode? No, uh, second to last. I yeah, think it n- was ninth one. Yeah. Um, I part of me does think that once they dealt with that Jada's confrontation, which is where he died, I think if things had calm, well, assuming that Huck survived her Jada's confrontation, because of course she didn't survive either. I do think. There could have been not that I would have wanted it to have happened, but I could. I I think Percy would have taken a moment where, once things were maybe settled down, maybe he would do that. Um, I I think there was a possible like a fifty fifty possibility mm-hmm. of of that happening because he still did seem like he wanted to do that, but then obviously they both died anyway, so they they didn't get a chance to do that. Do you think he would have taken a a chance? I, it's difficult to say. Um... At this point, because it it would rather have depended on what her, on what Huck's other actions would have been. You know, had she survived, um, you know, and they'd managed to sort of blow up the gas, and she managed to sort of save all those people without blowing herself up. I I, I don't know. I think possibly, and Percy had survived. I, I I think Percy might have left her alive because I I'm I I think had they all got back together, the girlfriend's not going to be massively happy. Whichever sister it was, I always get the names confused. Uh, not hope it was the other one, wasn't Iris. it? Um, Iris. I yes, Iris. I think yeah, she was with Percy, wasn't she? Yeah, who was with Percy? I think Iris would have Iris would have taken issue with 
Percy sort of out and out just killing Huck at that point mm. if Huck had just saved a bunch of people. So I, I, I think it would have been weird for him to do that had they both survived from a plotting point of view. I think it, mm. you know, for because I think she would have redeemed herself, you know, by basically saving the other city you know um without killing herself so i i i think it would have been weird to then have percy just come along and decide to kill her anyway because mm. that that seems a bit villainous on his part then yeah you could have also had <clears throat> another situation where percy survives getting well doesn't get shot not not survives get, you can't survive a headshot but uh survives that encounter but then huck still dies from Jadis later so he doesn't get to her maybe that could have still mm-hmm. happened anyway so yeah some interesting different kind of options they could have taken um yeah uh, do you think there was enough so the other question is did you think there was enough character deaths I felt like they killed off the characters that they could get away with um th- there was a situation maybe where you could have killed Iris possibly but left Hope alive but then because you killed Percy that gave yeah, Iris a bit more grief. I, I so... was surprised, given that it was a limited didn't kill off one of the main kids. Mm. Um, I, I, I so uh, not that I know, not that I wanted them to particularly, but I was surprised that all four of the main kids. I mean, well, three and a half, I guess, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, given, given that Elton didn't have an arm by the end. But I, I was surprised that they didn't out and out kill one of the kids. Um, uh, and I didn't particularly want them to do that, but I, I was surprised that we ended up with both the sisters surviving and Elton and um, the. Oh, this is terrible. My name. My, you can see my brain's not working. Um, Silas. The, the, uh, Silas. Yes. Um, you, can, you can tell I'm sleep deprived. Um, <laughs> yeah. The the. Uh, the I, I'm surprised that all four of them actually survived until the end. Um, and the father survived as well, mm. you know, and I, I, I think, yes, maybe you could have got away with killing a few more people or killing some more of the prominent people. Yeah. I, was, yeah, I, I think that was probably my biggest shot was all four of the kids made it through. Um, cause I did think that you maybe, you know, Silas, I think I said before, seemed like an obvious one to me, yeah. but I kind of like where they ended him up. Um, or one of the sisters mm. going. Yeah, so. yeah, I think it's more of a case where characters around them died, like Dennis, Huck, uh, mm-hmm. but those sort of, like Tony as well, um, who was Percy's was it his uncle? Uncle, um, yeah, yeah. In in the first season, so more it was more sort of characters died around them, and you had the uh, uh, Doctor Bennett's uh, girlfriend. I can't remember yes. her name right now. She died as well. Yeah. Um, so that was, that was a, like a different way to do it, I suppose. So, uh, but no, I think they had just about kind of enough. They did do it to where they kind of saved some more of them for the the second season. Um, but then they, there's a certain degree of like if you've got a story to tell and you want to just sort of get on with it, but then still put your characters under threat, you can kind of do that. Uh, but then you did do other things like you took Elton's arm uh, as well. So mm-hmm. there was yeah, it was it was okay the way that they handled it. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I, I think that's the interesting thing about it being a limited series is, is there was a definite potential that anybody could have died in that, and they did. So when they put people in peril, there was, 
nobody by the last couple of episodes had obviously enough plot armor to get right through until the very end you know you pretty much everybody at some point could very easily have been killed um because you are coming to the end of a show so you know um nobody there was nobody that had to absolutely survive to the Mm. end of that Um, because like you said even with the sisters if one of them died the other one could take that uh science storyline potentially yes I mean, the character with the most plot armor, I would say, is maybe Hope. Yeah, um, I, I would agree with you there. Yeah. But even then, you know... You've um, still got the other sister, so... You've still got the other sister, and you've still got the dad. Mm. You know, so I, I think you would have struggled if you killed off, like, everybody. But, you yeah. know... Um, yeah. Mm. But, yeah, I, so... so Potentially, yes, you could have killed off more people, but I, I kind of liked where they end up ended up with it. I thought that was, you know, that everybody ended up in a in particularly the what they did with Silas, and I think that's be somebody you know I wasn't expecting that, and I think that's a character that you could maybe use further down the line as well. Yeah, yeah, it's also interesting, like like you said, with the different format with this being a limited series where. Walking Dead, you can start off with like what fifteen characters or something. I'm not saying they started off with that many, but that's sort of like the ensemble show. Then you can kill off like four or five of them over a period of time, and then you can bring in four or five new characters. Still have a lot of the main characters, but then kill off characters that the audience cares about enough. But then you can kind of keep going. Whereas with this, had what six main characters. And you introduce a couple, you kill a couple off, and then you sort of keep the keep that ratio a bit lower, I suppose. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and lastly, Jack says, um, if a well beyond character was to meet one of the other characters, who would you choose? So I'm guessing he's saying somebody from either Fear or the, or the the Walking Dead. Yeah. Um, you didn't you didn't specifically say alive or dead characters. I would like to see. Well, a lot of people have said about if like Shane met. Negan, but what about if uh, Shane met like Jadis at this point or something? Mm-hmm. Um, like that, those kinds of characters that have got different different ideas of how to run things. Like Shane had his clear idea about like survival and killing what you need to do. Almost, almost a similar idea to what Jadis has got, which is you just do what you need to do to survive, and there's no other question to that. Um, like with the barn scene in you know in season two where he was just like we just have to do this and we shouldn't question it and Jadis is like yeah Elizabeth you're kind of you know an important asset <clears throat> but you've got these vulnerabilities well to her vulnerabilities which is like kids and stuff like that and I don't have anything so I'm going to just try to take the position that you've got sort of thing um yeah then you've got people like you know governor who are just sort of I'm going to destroy what I need to and not negotiate so much um but yeah shane and jadis would have been would be a good one um i'd like to see i think um somebody like if you had will and felix meet up with like aaron and gabriel that'd be Mm -hmm. that'd be a fun episode wouldn't it yeah Um, or if you also wanted to if you throw daryl in there then you have the two dogs That would be that would be that would be a fun like scavenger type of episode, almost like the one they did with Aaron and Gabriel, that one of the bonus episodes. If you yeah, do yeah. that thing, uh, and then you throw in Will and um, uh, what's his name, uh, Felix, but then you throw in the dogs as well. That would be that would be that would be a good episode. Uh, who who would you kind of um, 
putting episodes together? Uh, Elton meeting Eugene. Mm, yeah. I, I think would be fascinating and really quite funny. Um, yeah, the dialogue that, would be fascinating, yeah. Yeah, I think that <laughs> would be really fun. Um, you know, I, I think, yeah, the, the, the scientific characters sort of... Um, or, or some of the kids meeting, you know... Um, I don't know. It's uh, yeah. That that would be that would be kind of an interesting one, I think. Uh, I don't know. Judith Judith meeting the uh, Judith meeting somebody like Huck maybe might be kind of interesting. Not that they, that could happen now, but. Hmm. Um, you know, and we've already sort of said, you know, Elizabeth meeting like Rick is quite possible. Well, that might happen anyway. Yeah. Yes. So. So, mm. so yeah. But the one that really springs to mind is is El- Elton um, meeting um, Eugene. Yeah. Eugene. Yeah. Mm. One that would be interesting, like now, because obviously Negan and Jadis have met before. But Negan seeing the newer version of Jadis, this hardened yes, military person. That that would be an interesting one yeah, as well. Especially after their confrontation in the junkyard. Um where she yeah. tried she's like threatened to get him picked up or whatever it Yes, was. that would be a very interesting one. Mm. And then if she explains like, Hey, I dethroned this Elizabeth person and that would probably like impress Negan in some way. Um and he'd probably say something like beach size lady nuts or, or, or something, you know, <laughs> he'd probably say something like that. So yeah, yes. that'd be fun. Uh, yeah, it's quite a few different uh, ones that you could do. And again, you could, you could do all of those in a tales episode. There's no, there's nothing stopping you from doing that. So mm-hmm. yeah, we'll see. Anyway, uh, good episode there that we've done. Uh, that's it for the walking dead world beyond plenty of things that we've talked about. So that was uh, good to do as well. We'll be back with the main show in February. I can't remember the exact date, but we'll um, revisit it later. Uh, I don't know if we'll do like a 11, is it 11 B? Yeah. 11 B. I don't know if we'll do like a preview or uh, yeah, I, maybe, I, maybe I don't not. know, but uh, <laughs> yeah, maybe we, uh, I think it would make sense to do like an 11 C preview or something possibly like the, yeah, the previews, like the very last piece, but that's, that's way out in October. So yeah, of next year. Um, so yeah, that's that's pretty much that. Uh, we do have lots of other things going on on EntertainmentTalk.org, uh, TV, video games, films, Manchester United podcast. Uh, tomorrow we've got a very big special episode. Hopefully, Gray is joining us. That's going to be for the best and worst of 2021. So you can see where on our different lists. Uh, where well, we won't be on Gray's list, will it? Because he doesn't watch this show. But um. Where they end up on our lists, I had quite a time figuring out my TV list yesterday. <laughs> so, oh man, I dealt with so many. Yeah, it was. Yeah, that was that was something to do. Um, and you'll you'll see how it how that unfolded on the on Monday. So look out for that. That'll be tomorrow. Uh, for that stuff, like I said, Witcher that we've covered, football. I'll update you when I actually know something. Uh, for all of that um, and there's going to be some other episodes that I've recorded that are going to be coming out in the break as well of course Classic Reviews continuing season 5 and some other episodes that I've done as well uh, so yeah so if you want to find all that support us ent- on Entertainment Talk you can either listen to more episodes you can find them on the website or on podcast platforms you can also tell other people that you know about what we do and where they can find it just tell them those things uh, you can also support us through Patreon, uh, $1, $3 level tiers, ad-free podcast, and review options. 
usually I talk about Geek Town, but uh, David, what's going on with Geek Town? Uh, well, we are. I've been away, obviously, as I mentioned, for a few weeks. But uh, mm-hmm. we have a Geek Town radio show, uh, last one of the year, which will go out on uh, Tuesday. So that'll be out on the twenty first. Um, we've got that coming. We've also, of course, got the Geek Town Awards still running over on the website. So if you go to geektown.co.uk forward slash awards, you can go and vote for your favourite shows from various lists of uh, 2021. And you're also in with a chance of being entered into the Geek Town prize draw, which is a massive box of geeky goodies, including things like um, Amazon Fire tablets and Chromecasts and um, T-shirts and mugs and collectible figures and DVDs and Blu-rays and a whole bunch of other things as well. So uh, lots and lots of stuff in that that prize package. Uh, so uh, just go to geektown.co.uk forward slash awards to enter there. Cool. Cool, and that closes on the 31st, doesn't it? Yes, that closes on the 31st, so that's okay. running right through. Yeah, so you've still got plenty of time to do that. Uh, so that's Geek Town. You can also find Bex, as we mentioned, uh, sometimes doing karma rants and doing just a bu- whole bunch of fun, <laughs> different stuff that she's doing as well. That's uh, Trista, B-Y-T-E-S. You can go and follow her on Twitch as well. Uh, I've wrapped up with Twitch for the year, but you can still follow me over there, eTalkUK on Twitch. Uh, all of the archive streams that I've done recently are available on YouTube. It's Entertainment Talk Plays. You can see how I finished my Manchester United season. Did I win the FA Cup? Did I finish in the top four? I'm not going to give away the answers because that will be spoilers. But uh, you can find those over on there. That's YouTube, Entertainment Talk Plays for all those. That's for the Avengers stuff. And um, I've been putting these little clips up there as well which is when something cool happens on COD, which I don't know when that will happen. I just record in the moment and then put those up there. So you'll you'll see various different uh, COD videos with fun little titles. And I also did some uh, cool uh, stuff with The Last of Us recently as well. So you can find that all over there. But just subscribe to us on YouTube, Entertainment Talk Plays. And also follow us on Twitch, eTalk UK. The streams will be back with the Pez Coach mode in the new year because i finished the season now. So there's all that. Uh, I think that's everything. Yeah, thank you very much for listening to our coverage for these two seasons. Thank you again for David for your letter last year and everything. Uh, if he is still listening to, to these episodes, I don't know. <laughs> but uh, that was a big moment. Thank you very much for that. Thank you to everybody who listened. And just stay on entertainmenttalk.org for all of our content. Thanks, and we'll see you next time. Goodbye. Bye.